As a listener of the Shift Your Consciousness podcast presented by Marcus White and Jordan Briggs, we would like you to understand that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Any changes to your supplementation, nutrition or lifestyle should only be done after consulting with a medical professional. Welcome to the Shift Your Consciousness podcast. My name is Marcus White. And my name is Jordan Briggs. We help people overcome a range of chronic and acute health issues and empower people to live a healthy, fulfilling life. Our mission in this podcast is to bring oppressed and current relevant information from all realms of health that you most likely don't know to empower new possibilities in your health journey. We want to help free your mind of the indoctrination of the mainstream medical system, media and societal dogma that disempowers your ability to heal, grow and live a connected life. If you're someone who is feeling trapped in your journey, not getting answers, but also equally fascinated in learning how to address the root cause to your health issues and is also open-minded to all mediums of health, this podcast is for you. So come join us to shift your consciousness. About it, can't we? Yeah, I guess we can really flow into this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome everyone. We're uh, joined by an incredible human being, Jacob O'Neill, um, who is a brother. He's a brother of the local area who is doing incredible work in men's work and relationships. Um, I get this amazing energy from Jacob, just this grounded, loving, centered energy, definitely in his heart, and he's making such an impact to so many people's lives. Um, Many of you may have seen his content, and he's always sharing some absolute gold, a lot of wisdom. So, mate, I'm really excited to have you here. Pumped. Got Whitey here as well, and we're going to go deep today. So, Jacob, I'd like to kick it off. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where, it all, where did it all start for you in terms of men's work, the whole kind of journey? And, uh, yeah. Sweet. Stoked to be here, bros. Thanks, thanks for coming, mate. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like podcasts are such a trendy thing right now, but they are awesome, man. Like, I listen to them. I love recording them. They're such a great, a great antidote for so much of the short-form content that we're exposed to. So, to actually sit down with men and have a conversation, I'm just super grateful. So, yeah, excited to be here. And uh, for me, where this all started really... I can go back and tell the full story from, and I'm a bit of a storyteller, but realistically, I went on a trip to Peru with my partner. I had my first sort of spiritual experience with, with plant medicine and I drank Wachuma and had a plant medicine ceremony and I had this whole realisation that, holy fuck, there's so much more here than I ever thought possible. I was in a nine to five. I was pretty locked into the m- modest, mediocre, good enough life. And yeah, got called forward. My my lover said, "Hey, do you want to like go on adventure? Like, let's. If you really like, I'm going this way, and I'm going to keep going this way. I feel like you don't want to, but if you do want to, let me know. Hmm. Um, because if you don't, I'm up. This this is the end. And I kind of, for the first time I ever, had to like kind of choose. Yeah, I got got I got invited to choose. Do I want to do I want to adventure through life, or do I want to play it safe? Mm. So I did that. I went and uh, yeah, sat, sat a beautiful a ceremony down in the Northern Rivers and had my first experience of, I guess, deep connection beyond the mind. Uh, and then I, I literally the next week I paid a deposit to go on a, a month trip to Peru with this teacher of mine and go and explore the mountains and sit with the shamans and drink the medicine. And what happened though was I went and I was on a tour with 15 other women. So that got... By the end of that, I was pretty sick of women. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, 
love spirituality. I love I love this concept of of men having uh, connection to spirit and the earth and mm. all of this. Um, I call it embodied faith, like this real practical faith. Yep. Mm. Uh, but I was surrounded by women, and I was like, man. I, and literally on the plane ride back, I I drafted up my first men's group. I was like, I don't know where men's groups are. I haven't really. I, I just want one. I just want to be a part of one. I yeah. want this connection with men. So I came home and just started cold DMing bros. Hey, come around to my place at this this date. We're doing a men's circle. Come around. And it was just a matter of um, getting resourceful with like my desires. It's like I want yeah. this, so why not just create it? Yeah, for sure. Mm. I even want to just go a little bit into that. Like was there any sort of resistance to the cold DMing because there was nothing around and you're approaching other men? Mm. Was there anything that came up in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. But the desire overrode the fear. Amazing. Um, yeah. And one of the things, like, I grew up in a small country town, so we didn't have access to all the things that I deeply desired. So I kind of always was uh, DIYing everything. Yeah. So, like, we, I, I, there was only ever, like, cricket and footy yeah. and soccer. That was all, you know, all I ever wanted to do was play Aussie Rules, but the closest Aussie Rules game was two hours away if I wanted to play. Mm. Um, so I didn't, you know, it's like, okay, we, we don't get to play that. I was always like wanting, wanting more. So a lot of that stuff just had to be res- resource driven. So I was very much like if I, and this has kind of been like my, my, my mantra for any time I, f- I have that fear is like, if you crave it, create it. If you crave it, create it and don't, and don't let that fear. And I always say this, like what is one cold DM in the, there's 7 billion people, bro. And if you send one cold DM, it's not going to fucking, it's not going to do anything bad. Like it's not going to, you're not going to die. Oh, hundred, oh yeah. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't agree more. And there's so many things like that in our life that we're apprehensive of doing based on what maybe other people might think of us. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's people we don't even fucking know. Oh, you know what man. I mean? And like we're worried to take a step based on the fact that um, someone we have never met before might think it's a little bit, Strange. Yeah. Like the way I look at it, it's almost like that apprehension to connect. Like think about how disconnected we are in today's society anyway. Like people on their phones, everyone's withdrawn and they they feel almost weird about just reaching out and connecting Mm. as if it's like salesy or like, you know, you're, I don't know, trying to take something from someone. There's so much story and narrative that comes into people's minds with like connecting, I reckon, in that way. And now with technology now, with the way it is, like if you can integrate that like we have a connection with each other yeah. so quickly just through social media. Like yeah. at a touch of a button, I can connect with Jacob and you could be in a totally different town from me and I, that I would never would have been able to meet you if I didn't have mm. this technology, you know? Yeah. A hundred, man. And I like I just scripted like this is, this is for anyone that wants to start a movement or build community or create culture and yeah. they, they have to like bite, you know, bite the bullet or, you know, uh, start, the, start the race is – like I just scripted a, a generic message, and I just sent it, and then I dropped a voice that, "Hey, bro, that above is a is a is a um, copy and paste message," because I just I'm not going to be writing the same thing over and over again. But yeah. I just wanted to let you know that I'd like to like if you have any questions, um, this is going to be a space to come and connect on a deeper level. Yeah. If you're interested, let me know. Authentic. I love that, mate. Yeah. I really do because I am um, personally. Went through a bit of a stage last year because, and I don't know, you might go through something similar, Jordy. I work Mm. with mostly females. Yeah. And I went through this point where 
I, I didn't know exactly what was going on, but something was missing in me, mm. and like I, I couldn't put, I couldn't articulate that. Um, and I actually went and um, spoke to one of my sort of spiritual guides that I've spoken to over the years back in Melbourne, and she said she's like you're not around any sort of masculine energy at all. You mm. need to – and, like, she didn't know how to articulate herself as well. She's like, you need to wrestle something or, you know, yeah, do yeah. something aggressive, you know. You need to get around men more because you're just not getting around that energy and it's having an impact on you. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes total sense actually because my whole life I've played sport, been around men, been in, like, competitive <laughs> masculine uh, masculine spaces. Then all of a sudden I've taken that away mm. and it does leave some sort of hole that I think a lot of men are probably falling into. So yeah. now you're creating this space where – and this is the hard thing is men need to know that they need this medicinally. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. that How funny is that? Because we were talking about that in, our, in, our, in the chat the <laughs> yeah, other day. a bit of foreplay when we were just courting each other in the DMs <laughs> yeah, chatting yeah, about yeah, the importance yeah, yeah. of competition, <laughs> hey? <laughs> we were literally talking about it. Yeah. yeah, just talking about like like that there's actually even correlations with like like – like how actually like testosterone increases when you're competitively like in connection with other men. Yeah. And like whether it be, you know, sport or whether it be going hunting or like yep. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. I believe this is the structure that this is the bit that I feel like spirituality has kind of fallen short for men. Definitely. It's, it's a pendulum swing from this societal structure that's driven by competition and uh, equality. Mm. So when we grow up as young men, we get exposed to a schooling system, right? And it's like, here's how you become successful. You get these mm. marks and then you get the achievement award. You get this, the, you know, you get these awards at the end of the year for these things. So you get graded on the success based on this structure. Mm. And then sport is, this is your team. This is their team to get awarded, to be successful. You must compete and win against this, this other team. Mm. So everything's built on this structure of achievement and competition, but we're not actually taught there's no real depth no. taught there. And then what happens and what I've witnessed in myself and I see in a lot of men is that they take that, those structures and then they apply that to every area of life and then they wonder why their relationships fuck up. Yeah. They wonder Ooh. why they're not fulfilled because they don't have a depth yes. of connection mm. because they're using this structure, which is very much I either have to win or I have to continually achieve more. Mm. So, mm. so like yeah. It. So, for sports. I, I, don't get me wrong. I think sport is an incredible thing. I think it has lost its essence or its depth, mm. its meaning to a lot of people because this spiritual world has opened up. But there is this integration of the two, and um, I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about it. But martial arts is, is is really the marrying of competition and and connection. It's this um really beautiful thing for me that I I think all men should have. A, a martial arts practice because it then it, it, it brings in a, a blend of I know my power but I'm also continually humbled by mm. other people's power yeah mm. like, it's so funny I um I'm, I actually I've done a little bit of boxing as a young kid but I'm very drawn I haven't I haven't invested into it myself yet because I still play football mm. but I really after football's done I really want to invest into martial arts but I told my sister that you've got to get my nephew into some sort of martial arts from a young age. Yeah. And it was mm. just so funny. I've gone and watched him do, do – do, oh, he does BJJ. Yeah. And just watching <laughs> his behaviour 
um, change over time. So he's used to winning. Then he goes in. He goes in, and like there's boys there that are superstars at it, mm. and he does. He avoids them because he wants to. He's trying to stay away from adversity, and it's such a great lesson. He wants to go to the easy. Like he'll try and go to the girl that he can overpower and stuff like that. And there's so many lessons in it. Like I'll, I'll try and talk to him and say, mate, you know, it's okay to it's okay to lose. It's okay to have a go and someone mm. beat you. You know what I mean? Just mm. keep trying your best, and that's how we learn and we get better. Mm. Even even in what you just said, like how much, how many men in this modern world go and spend time with women because it's easier? Yeah, yes. because women don't threaten them, bro. Oh, yeah, that's like huge. that's I I see that yeah. all these guys are going like. <laughs> <laughs> let me just remove the projection from what I was about to say. In my life, I found myself living with women. I found myself spending more time with women because subconsciously. I didn't feel threatened by women. So, therefore, I felt more safe. Therefore, I justified that I just get along better with women. But the truth is that I was scared of men. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just having some self-reflections right now. Oh, I was the exact same. This is why I started (laughs) men's work. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's really, really interesting. So, yeah, and it's culturally driven because Mm. for me as a young man, I got taught that men were bad. I got taught that men were dangerous, not in – not in some big, loud, massive one moment, but in this dripping tap kind of uh, my mum kept, you know, pointing out all of the shortcomings of my father. My mum kept pointing out how this man wronged this woman, how this man. And to her credit, a lot of men were doing some shady shit. A lot of men were not in integrity, but there was never any uh, balancing of like celebrating what was beautiful about men. Yeah. So I never wanted to become a man because if I became a man, in the eyes of my first love, which was my mother, I would then no longer be good enough for her. Mm. So I just rejected any uh, any of the just the initiations into manhood that my father, even him not knowing that he was doing, was doing. You know, my twelfth birthday bought me a twenty two rifle, which was his invitation. Like, hey, let's go and shoot some shit. Don't have to. You know, let's go and do something together as men. Mm. Yeah. My mum, like, he gave it to me on my twelfth. I remember my mum being disgusted, and I was like, "Ooh, that means if I if I enjoy that, my mum won't love me." Yeah. And then that just became a rejection thing, and I reflected, and you know, a lot of people in the men's workspace beat their fathers up. My dad never did this, and my dad never did that. And to their credit, potentially, I don't know. Probably that's true, but for me, I had this belief that my dad never showed up for me. Yeah. My dad was never there. Uh, truthfully, I just kept rejecting him. And mm. what happens after a man gets rejected a number of times, he no longer sees the point. Yeah. So the yep. twenty-two rifle, the um, old Chrysler Valiant Ute he bought that we were going to work on for my first car. Mm. All of these things, I, I pushed him away. You know, when he's like, let's go and buy a mo- like, let's go and put a down, like a down payment on motorbikes. We'll go motorbike riding. I said, no, nah, I'll just ride push bikes. Yeah. I did everything I could to avoid any kind of a gr- like assertive masculine energy. Like, you know, I'd rather ride a push bike than a motorbike. Like, of course. I like the yeah. thing that's safe over the thing that's like, like exciting. So, yeah. Not to say that I didn't get, I did, you know, did some crazy shit on push bikes, but as you, as I have reflected, I've seen where I've chosen women or the company of women because that was safer than the company of men. Mm. Not because I got along better with women because I was actually scared of what, what being around men meant. Oh man, that is mm. that's so interesting because I 
oh, I've got so much stuff floating through my head as you're talking. Yeah, it's same. insane. Like I'm reflecting on my whole life and going, yeah. whoa. Because yeah. um, I, I, I see in um, – I see it in people and like we've, you know, been pretty um, specific around that um, relationship between the feminine and or the female and male sort of company yeah. because you see people that are scared to know how good they can be or they won't yeah. put themselves in situations. So I've worked with so many people from personal training days to mm. health coaching and everything now and there's blockages in people where they're like they won't push themselves to certain boundaries because if once they know that they can go there, then they have to go there, yeah? Mm-hmm. And so now like, and it sort of comes into what you're saying, it's like, oh, I'll just go into this safe space. No one ever pushes me in this space mm. and then I don't I don't really have to push the boundaries and see how far I can actually go. Yeah. Mm. Spot on. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a big one. Like come back to the toxic, like, like kind of the masculinity thing because something that comes through there is like this kind of notion of like this one man kind of like thing of just toxic masculinity it's just like men are dangerous or men, men do this to women or they're, they're 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 narcissistic or like all this sort of stuff that gets thrown around but then i think what happens is men kind of start to actually identify some of the healthy masculine traits like leading mm. and like creating structure as like controlling yeah and like this sort of stuff right which actually creates that like that safe kind of masculine container so what's what's your take on that a little bit like whether you know what you've kind of learned in that in that realm because i feel like it's such a it's such a thing that men struggle with and i think that's why men tend to withdraw a lot as well totally yeah this is the thing like guys read the books they listen to the podcast and then when it comes time to actually implement it that's when all the shit comes up Mm. so for me like masculine energy is masculine energy it's not yeah. toxic, it's not good, it's not bad, it just is. Mm. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, it is what it is. And polarity governs almost everything on the on the physical plane. Mm. Everything from the way that our electricity works, the way that you know, it, it, tension is what creates matter. Like if you look at it from like universal principles, like shit, and I yeah. don't understand science by any means and I'm not, don't ever fucking fact check what I say because it's all from my own lived experience nine times out of ten. So... When we come to the governing principle of polarity, masculine energy is masculine energy. Feminine energy is feminine energy. And if you choose to cultivate or feel more directly connected to one of those, then you're going to have some form of tension in your life. Mm. That's what your nervous system's for, is to hold the paradox. Mm. Your woman is going to want something, you're going to want something. If she's going to hold a feminine core, you're going to hold a masculine core, and you're going to create polarity and attraction in your life. There's going to be some qualities that you bring and there's going to be some qualities that she brings, but then there's also going to be these shadows that play out. Mm. And that's okay. And for me, like leadership can be seen as controlling. Mm. I, my, my, and the, beauty, the beautiful thing of having a, a, a powerful, full-spectrum woman in, in my wife, which is Meg, she doesn't like it when I don't agree with her. She wants <laughs> me to see things from her point of view. And we were having a little argument the other day and... Um, she wanted to win yeah. and, <laughs> and it was around a, a, a phrase that gets thrown around in, in the coaching space. I was like, I, I don't buy into it. And she's like, yeah, but do you realize that this, this, and this I was like, Hey, I, I, I totally see where you're coming from and I get why you're saying that, but I don't agree with it. Mm. And right now I'm comfortable in, in, in where I'm at to, to stand behind my, my statement. And she's like, yeah, but I was like, Say say your piece. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I'm still not agreeing with you. Mm. And the tussle's there and there's that polarity. She wants to win. And I'm like standing in my masculine 
<laughs> consciousness, which is to not be moved, which is to be unshakable. David Dyer would think you're a fucking champion nailing that down. <laughs> yeah. so one of his like chapters is like, never agree with your woman, yeah. <laughs> just to please your woman. <laughs> just yeah, just, well, yeah, never never agree just to yeah. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's yeah, that's yeah, the big yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And this is where discernment comes in because this is what the toxic piece is. What yeah. happens is that men take that. They take that yeah. teaching and especially why, why I deliver everything in nuance and definitely with examples of my own experience is there's been times where I've been out of line. Mm. And if I was to mm. use never agree or never listen to my woman as the masculine, if I only identify, if I, if I take the masculine and I make it an identity thing, I then lose the gift of the feminine, which is to see things beyond this moment or to, to what, yeah. what we call the oracle yeah. Um, yeah, 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 and trust her actual like deep instinctive like intuition. And there's been times where mm. I've, I've posted something and it's been way out of way out of line and Meg will come in and she's Hey, listen, this is how it makes me feel. This is the perspective of women. Can you, can you see what, why this isn't okay? Mm. Fuck. Yes, I can. Mm. You're actually right on it. Like, you, you know, yeah, th- yeah. that's fucking, you bang on. I bet I'm out of line. I got a little bit fucking, um, reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Let me rein that in. Let me actually refine that. And there's been times where I've had to go and actually ask for her her feminine counsel on this as a because my masculine can get a little bit fiery. It gets a bit warrior like. It wants to fucking yeah. take down the establishment. It wants to fucking clear the lands and serve the people and make sure that there's never any evil. And yeah. then I have to actually sometimes be tempered by that 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 mm. feminine oracle as we call it. So um I believe that, yeah, the masculine has such a deep, deep uh, service to humanity. And the more you just get comfortable in the tension between it and, it and the, um, the feminine, uh, the, the more you're able to just rest in it and not need it to be anything, anything outwardly grand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, it's such a, like, the, I, you did a post the other day and I, I commented on it, which I mm. absolutely loved about the, um, the feminine like seeing you and loving you, but also seeing what you can become and pushing you to where you can. And you talked about it earlier in that, in the piece where you're in the nine to five and your feminine was mm. going to push you on. Mm. But one thing, um, like I think that's, that's massive in like that relationship space. Mm. And we've sort of just touched on it is that openness to different opinion, even though you don't understand, like sometimes like it's just so unnatural to you what like the feminine's talking about, mm. but that mm. openness to try and actually take on the opinion without maybe not even be able to understand it properly, you know, where I see a lot of relationships, it's like, yes, there's like the butting of the heads, but there's also this lack of trying to understand, mm. you yeah. know what I mean? And sorry. Well, yeah, one, one of the things that I, I, I notice in a lot of that is when, you know, men get in conflict with women, they get lost in the words. They don't meet the woman at the emotion. And I think <laughs> that's where men don't understand women. Yeah. And where they get so confused is it's like, she's saying all this to me. And it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, and it's like, man, she just wants you to listen, to care, to meet her at her emotions. All you got to do. Just read be there with the her. Lines. Yeah, just re- just just be there with her, feel her energy, and sh- yeah, you'll you'll get through it. <laughs> like, oh, and this yeah, is yeah. um, and I, yeah. I would say like even the the, the yeah. piece men want to understand things, mm. but guess what? Trying to understand the the thing that can never be understood. The feminine is is the great mystery. Mm. The feminine yeah. is the it, it is a form of the infinite. Mm. Like mm. we will never fully understand women. Yeah. 
the full stop. Like that's the piece. And, 100%. Yeah. And that to me is like the once you submit or you surrender to the fact, it's, it, it's why we – it's why – men want to explore the world it's like we have this desire to go out and find out everything we want to understand our existence yeah mm. but if you try to bring that to your relationship and you want to understand every little thing about your woman and you make that like more important than actually just being there yeah yeah, yeah. that's it, you you then make it more about your comfort of knowing yeah. than your uh, ability to sit in the unknown. Yeah, Hurry and the amount of the amount of like arguments that me and Evelyn's had. She's like, Jordan, that's not the fucking point. <laughs> like, like, oh, bro, <laughs> what I'm trying this, to say. Stop, dude, getting, stop getting caught in the details. The point. So, um, if if anyone that's listening, the, one of the really awesome yeah. teachers on this that Meg and I love is Alison yeah. Armstrong. Okay, yeah. so go and listen to her stuff. She's old school. She's got this great. She's so um. She's got a. a a brightness to her teachings as well. She's not so dark and gloomy and, yeah. oh, this, everything's bad. She's really – she's got this really beautiful uh, lightness to her, but she talks about the, the the spectrum of the way men work. We, are, we want things to be black and white. So when a woman comes to us, our woman, whoever, someone comes to us in their feminine energy yep. and they bring something, what we will do as men is we'll go to either end. We'll go, okay, is there a problem here that needs fixing? Mm. Or can you hurry up and get to the point so I can understand it and go and do the thing? Ooh, I've yeah. heard that one before. Yeah, so I don't know if yeah. you've been around uh, someone uh, that – and Meg does this all the time. She'll start explaining a story and she'll tell me everything about that story and all I need to know is that that the, the, the colour blinds that we need to get are not <laughs> white, they're off-white. That's all I need to know. I need to know, okay, give me the code. I'll go and – what's the point of the story? And I'll go and get it. Like, I don't need to know why we need that coloured blinds for the for the bedroom. I just need to know the code, the, the colour code, so I can go to Bunnings, buy them, bring them back and put them up and then it's done. But if you need to yeah. tell me why all of that's – I don't care. Oh, I just want man. the point. Or if you come to me and you tell me all of this stuff and all it's really – the problem is, is that you've lost your laptop charger and your laptop's flat and you need to charge your laptop, I just want to know that – You've lost your laptop charger. I'll go get mine and we'll plug your laptop in and then I can get back to living my purpose and creating a legacy and making some fucking money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But between those two things, the point and the problem is this thing called the process. Yeah. And that's all she wants. She wants you to be available for the process Mm. or to be able to say, hey, I'm not available, but I will be at this time. Yeah. Hey, hey, lover, I'm in the middle of something. Mm. But at 5 p.m., I'm going to close my office door. I'm going to come out. I'm going to be with you. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. Oh, and that's what Evelyn challenges me on every <laughs> single fucking day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that and the, the piece here, and I think mm. this is really important because you guys both mm. work from home. Yep. Yeah. So this is the thing that a lot of guys in the in like we used to be able to go to work, you didn't have a phone. You know, back mm. in the day, guys didn't have mobile phones. They could go to work and be fucking free. Imagine that. Imagine not mm. having anyone be able to contact you while you got your work done. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that freedom. Oh. Now, you know, working from home, uh, Having our phone, having our laptops, there's so many ways for, for, for things to get our attention. And even when our woman, we're working from home, our, our, our partner's in, in the house, there's so much access to us. Yeah. So for me, one of the practices is, hey, lover, I'm not a space for you right now. I'm, I'm in work mode. And you know that my work's important to me because it's creating the life that I want to live with you and it creates access to all the things that we truly want. Yes, cool. You got that. Amazing. So at 5 p.m., I'm all yours. Let's go for that walk. Let's go for a walk for an hour. And I want to hear everything about it. But right now, I'm locked in. Yeah. The mm. problem that happens here 
the issue that happens with me and so many other men, and this is a bit of an aha moment for, for men who are on, on mission, who are really devoted to creating change in the world or building a legacy. <laughs> if you don't fucking get out of that room at 5 p.m. and are there at fucking 5 p.m. with your woman when you said you were going to be, you're out of integrity and she has every right to be hurt. She has every right to, to open her heart and, and deliver your hurt. Yeah. Mm. And you, you deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You yeah. said you are going to be out at 5 p.m. and you're not. Fucking s- suck it, bro. You fucking lied. <laughs> integrity. And I've done this many times. Yeah. Because I know. And, and, and Meg has revealed how much it hurts. She's like, you said you were going to be available. You, you promised me. I was like, fuck, I did. Mm. So just put it in the, put a fucking timer. Hey, Siri, set a timer for fucking, set a reminder mm. for 4.45 p.m. to finish work, close the door and be out over here by yeah. 5 p.m. Because every time you, every time you do that and you choose something over them, you know, like you're, remi- you're reminding them that something's more important than them. Yeah, and they don't matter. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. And yeah. yeah, like me and myself and Belle, we've like it's been a big like transition because she works online as well. So we've got our own work hours <laughs> that we're trying to work in, but still, like I'll be in, I'll be working, and then like my son will come running into the office and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm in my workspace now. I can't even my workspace. You know, you're killing it here. So like, it's taken us a while for like us to be able to really respect the fact that when it is work time and I'm on my um I'm I'm in my zone that yeah. I don't need to be distracted by family, partner, yeah. anything. Mm. But you're right, like once the one thing I've struggled with when I come out of work is like, yeah, I'm not working, but maybe I'm re- maybe I'm replying to messages on my phone. Yeah. yeah the, you know yeah, what I mean? The phone the cheeky one, yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. the one that gets me. Le- and le- leaky stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And all like your phone's attached to you all the time. Mm. All of a sudden you're working 24-7, you know, yeah. and I'm still working on that. That's still a big problem because I'm obsessed with getting results with my clients. I don't want them to be confused for two seconds. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just that control sort of mechanism around my business, but that's something that I've still got to work on. Yeah, I can mm. really relate. I feel like I was getting coached just before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah, just like, just when you said like mission, because it's just like when you are so devoted and you're so focused, you're so passionate, you get lost in it at times. And um, yeah, I've had to really challenge myself with that. I've got like a, a timer on the corner of my screen in my sessions now, like all that sort of stuff that's helped a lot, but it's always a work of progress for me. Um, mm. Having my office outside of the home has been really good. Like instead of like working inside the home mm. and You've got, you know, meal running around or what like that. Really, that's a that's a messy thing. So, if any of you coaches or people that work from home have your work set up in your home, not a good idea. Try to have it set up outside or in an office of some kind. But that's that's really helped me. I, I feel. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Um, I agree. And like the work from home thing, Meg and I, mm. we're in. We 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 rented a, a large enough house so we could have separate workspaces. That like my I. Most of the time, unless, the, you know, it's a beautiful day, I want to go outside and sit in the sun and work. Like, I don't let my laptop leave the office. Mm. And I'm like, don't, do not move it. It stays in here. It stays in the office, close it down, leave. Yep. Mm. Obviously, I've got my phone. I can still do stuff on my phone, which, <laughs> which is the, the other bit that I'm working on, like keeping that out of the bedroom, keeping that, you know, trying to keep that somewhere. Mm. Um, but that's, I'm still working on that. But like you said, like if you can like separate your workspace from your home life, Mm. It becomes a really healthy part of the masculine mm. uh, frequency, which is to create structure and to and compartmentalizing is healthy. Yeah, mm. when it's done consciously, right? Yeah, yep. So that for me is like really important, and like you guys most likely similar similar to me, and anyone out there that's feeling this desire to to build something, mm. we're in a stage of like building mm. a kingdom 
for that which we care about. So your kingdom doesn't have to be huge. It's just whatever you want to take responsibility for. So if you want to be able to take your your, your, your family on an amazing holiday, if you want them to eat nourishing organic foods, if you want them mm. to live in an amazing house where there's filtered water and all the things that you yeah. appreciate, then you're, every time you step into that office and you serve, it's not just in service to your clients and it's in service to your kingdom, mm. to that which you're responsible for. And responsibility is really just the things that you deeply respect. Yep. Mm. And that's how I make that link for me. Every time I step into the office, um, it's this isn't just in service to the man that I'm serving. This just isn't in service to my bank account. This is like this is what allows me to have the lifestyle I choose. This is what allows me to you know, spend the next three months preparing my body to um, and Meg's body for for having our first child. You know, we wanted we like it's like oh cool, we can spend three months preparing now because we've got the money to go and pay the people. I was talking to you about this, like going and getting my bloods done to make sure everything's cool, just to yeah. get that, that extra support because, uh, because it's important. Yeah. Because I, I, I want that. I want to be responsible in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think so many times I, I, and still, man, like I've got my retreat coming up. I, all I can think about is, is the retreat. I can't think about, like I don't, I saw you down in Byron and um, yeah. and I'm like, I took Meg away for a weekend because I had to get away from the house because I couldn't be present with her because all I could think about was going into my office. All I could think about was work and like, fuck, yeah. yeah. I was excited. So I was like, mm. let me do what I need to do to create the experience I need to create so that I can maintain that intimacy, that love and connection with my woman without losing the the – the desire to work. Yeah. Mm. I want to um, rewind a little bit into some things that like one thing you talked about with integrity um, and this is between – this mm. is to try and help men possibly in their relationship with the, with the fem- with their female, with the feminine. And one thing you talked about was like integrity and how important that is for the feminine. Now, is there a few other things that you could – I suppose, um, you know, touch on that you see a lot of men doing now that is sort of letting their relationship down? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Of course you can. Totally. Like what what I would – let's like – because I have a very specific view on this, but would you guys – like could you define integrity for me? Yeah. Jordan, if you go for like what's integrity to you? Making your word count. Like Mm -hmm. if if you say – what you say is what you do. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 And this is, this is the conversation that I have with many men. Like, would you, have you at times almost created a, a somewhat of a, like a, a forced energy around your integrity where you have to keep your word and it's not maybe as much of a, a practice rather than a, a rule that you put on yourself? I've, I can sometimes feel like integrity feels like, um, I'm like trapped. You're saying, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Yeah. Like I like freedom and like autonomy. So sometimes yeah. we can use integrity to feel like we're trapped. And then what we, what do we do when we're trapped? One of the, the, the deepest mm. core desire of the masculine is freedom. Mm. So anytime we create integrity and it's then got the frequency of, I feel trapped. We're like, fuck integrity. Mm. This yeah. is a cage. Yeah. So we find a way to break free of it and break free of the integrity normally comes out in a distorted way by not keeping our word. Mm. Yeah. So one of the things that John Wineland, who's one of my favorite teachers, he's, a, he's just got spiritual intimacy, depth. Like one of a, He's been a student of David Data for many years. He speaks mm. of integrity as this devotional practice to your word. And the only way you know that you're in integrity is through being not in integrity. It's another polarity game. 
Like, if you're always in integrity, then you're fucking God. Mm. You're perfect. Yeah, yeah. You're not true. human. Yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> For sure. I don't know anyone that's been 100% in integrity their entire life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sometimes the feminine expects you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, for me- But what would, li- what would life be like if we were never challenging the boundary? You know what I mean? And um, when would, you know, when, when would we not allow others to offer us compassion? And forgiveness if we were always in integrity, where are we denying other people the opportunity to, to forgive? Yeah. So integrity for me is the ability to commit to your word, fail, acknowledge that failure, own it, and then recommit again. Mm. So for me, integrity is a willingness mm. to your word. Yep. Love that. It's a willingness. So repeat that again. Acknowledge. Acknowledge, own, and recommit. So That's for me, good. it's like I'm going to commit yeah. to my word. And then I'm going mm. to go through the experience of, of attempting to keep my word. Sometimes I nail it. Other times mm. I fail. Mm. I acknowledge that failure. I own that failure. And then rather than hide from ever committing to something again, because I don't like the feeling of letting people down, I recommit and yeah. I give myself another opportunity. Yeah. So something I notice in those moments, instead of acknowledging, owning and recommitting is I, I notice myself like start to like, <laughs> I get triggered. Mm-hmm. And I start yeah. to get defensive and then I start blaming things. <laughs> That's yep. what I was about to say. I start blaming, oh, yeah, yeah, that client was late or, 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 or you know, oh, it just went over. Like, there was so much to go through. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we justify our yeah. actions. It's like yeah. we – and this is something that I've done uh, many times with Meg. I justify. I'm like, well, I had this happen, this happen, this. And, you know, I've got all this happening. And then I'm like, hang on. I said – I'd be ready at 5 p.m. to go out to dinner, didn't I? And she's like, yeah. It's now 6.30 and I've only just come out of the office. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm. That's on me. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, now we and, I, and I sit in the discomfort of mm. letting down the person I love the most. Yeah. I, I sit in that. And, I, and this is the thing that uh, men will seek comfort believing that it is freedom when it actually is just another fucking story mm. to keep them safe. From their own depth, because mm. depth is depth is what we crave mm. as men. We want we want we want depth. We, we want do. to fill our balls. <laughs> yeah, totally. We want to descend beneath the heart. So, yeah. Yeah. an example of this: Have you ever been swimming in a, the deep end of the pool and you just like see if you can touch the bottom? Yeah, yeah. That's your desire for depth. Ah, I'm with you. I don't know if you ever jumped into a. Do it every time I go in. Yeah, always yeah. do it. Yeah, always do it. Yeah. yeah, we always just want to see where the bottom is. Yeah. Right? We we are we want to find ourselves in time and space. We want to find the edges of mm. existence. This is this is a natural biological thing. Yeah. So anytime we deny our desire for depth, we're denying our true like the true core of who we are as men. Whether that's finding the bottom of the pool, whether that's choosing to justify the fact that we're that we failed because of this, this, and this. We failed. Yeah. Full fucking stop. Yeah. yeah. I like that analogy for diving deep in the pool because sometimes yeah. when I haven't done that, I've been scared to. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that says a lot because I, like, I, that's, that's, that carries into every area of my life mm-hmm. where I've felt unsafe to be in my masculine or to stand into my true power of like just leading as a man or mm. whatever it is. Like it's, it's yeah, that, that's, that's a good one. And yeah. it's terrifying, man. Like I'm not, mm. I'm not here to say that you're not a man because you don't know the true depths of your being. I'm here to say like yeah. the modern world is pretty fucking noisy. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good at telling you who you should be and what you should be doing. When in actual fact, you know, yeah. you know what you need, you know what you truly desire as mm. a man. And 
that to me is the part that I think creates true freedom is like following what's inside. Yeah. Just tapping into that and be like, I will, fuck it, I'll die on this hill. Fuck mm. it. Uh, next week I might not. Next week I might have like this new awareness. You know what? Fuck it. Eating only meat is not actually what I believe anymore, even though I just watched five different guys tell me how carnivores they the answer to my problems. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And that's part of it. Like learning is like, you have to take a stand for something and then be humbled. Yeah. Again. Yes. And yeah. And that, that embodiment for me is such an important piece. Like, can you actually go and have an experience? Like, don't tell me about someone else that's done it. Don't reference some, you know, book that you've read. Like I'm, I'm bored. Tell me about the time you went and did it. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about embodiment. What is embodiment? So for me, embodiment is like I, I have my own definition of it. I'm, I'm, it is mine. So it's, it's, it's what I believe. But embodiment is the the practice of being it, being mm. it mm. in the moment. So yeah. we've got the intellectual. We can think it, and we can understand it. We can know it. We can be um, in the sensation through the the feeling. So we can feel it, which means that we can. Uh, uh, there's a texture to it where we're feeling it in our body. Hmm. But both of those things are kind of the polarity again, right? The thinking and the feeling. So the embodiment is the actual be- bringing those two things together, mm-hmm. the being. So I liken this as like it's when the the head and the, the energy of the mind and the energy of your, your life force, your cock, you know, where sensation is most powerful, actually like find their, their, their center in the heart. And that for me is like embodiment. Yep. And like a lot of people think embodiment is just a feeling piece, but it's not to me. Mm. Feeling is one side of the coin. Thinking is the other side of the coin. Embodiment is the actual marrying of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting because I think like for anyone, even women too, men as well, but like with with like kind of the intellectualizing and overthinking and like trying to figure out their stuff and their emotions and they're still in their head, right? Like mm. they're not actually, it can be just, just as simple as just feel your emotions, man. Just let go. Yeah. You know? Just fucking get, chill out. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. get into the body, feel, mm. let go. And I, I really like the the part where like doing it, like actually stepping into mm. it and, and you know, rather than talking about it or having that idea or that that kind of startup company that you've been mm. talking about in your head for, for but actually doing it, or whether it's as simple as yeah, maybe even your relationship, for example. And um, you know, I know for 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 a lot of people, they can talk about the stuff they learned in the David Dieter book, and then I know this, I know that, but are you actually putting into practice? Yeah, What's your yeah. relationship look like? Are you getting the feedback from your relationship that matches what you fucking know? I am, you know? yeah. You know what I reckon happens a lot of the time? When you're talking about it all the time with other people, you stop embodying it yourself and taking the actions necessary to do it. You know what I mean? And you hear it all the time. It's like we, you know, we neglect, we start neglecting ourselves and we start serving Mm. others. You know what I mean? And that's where we, like, and it's happened to me so many times. Same. It's it's always a push and pull, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I sort of feel like I'm actually in that at the moment. Like with my, um, I've been so heavily involved in like developing my business and helping, like trying to grow and I'm like, I've lost the embodiment a little bit in how I, you know, what I'm teaching, you know what I mean? And doing it myself and yeah. 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 It is. It can be a bit of a push and pull as a, as a server or someone who's there for people and, and leading people. It's yeah. I mean, it comes back to the ultimate thing. Actually, Ryan Pope um, said to me, like when we were, when I was doing some work with him, um, 
Ryan's a, a Cairo that um, Jacob also sees as well. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I love Popey. He's a legend. <laughs> He's a legend. He said... He said, he said, some of the like gold nuggets he gives are just so simple. He just like, there's like one liners. I love them. Anyways, it's like, Jordan, you first, family second, work third. Mm. Just, just do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> I was like, totally. And, and, and I was Sorry. like, I was like, what do you mean? Like time? Like no, just energize that, bro. And it'll and it'll work out. Because <laughs> yeah. mm. if you're not if you're not yeah. if you're not looking after yourself, yeah. how can you look after like your family around you anyway? Yeah, you know, I mean, my my, my yeah. wife actually works with mothers, and she's she, like her big saying is, "If the mother's thriving, so too is the family." You know what I mean? So a lot of the time, mothers neglect themselves and they 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 fall into this trap of like, oh, you know, I'm just a, um, you know, I just do everything for my child, and you know, I sacrifice me for my child. But you're sacrificing mm. your child when you sacrifice you. You know what mm. I mean? And where are you? Where are you not letting go of control, beautiful lady? Where are you? Where are you thinking that you need to be all of this? Like, there's such a deep martyrdom, mm. like like steeped into this culture of ours, where we have to give our shirt off our back to another person and freeze to death. Mm. There's so much of this, like, um, this concept of uh, lending a hand, mm. which isn't truly, uh, which is, which, you know, the, 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 there's that, the whole, in the personal development, like put, you know, when you, when the plane, when the masks fall down, you have to put your mask on first before you can put anyone else's mask on. Mm. The oxygen mask thing. Um, and one of the, 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 what just to put, put like a, a, a visualization for for people about that idea in Peru, one one of the statements that just sits with me. We were there on the mountain, about to drink up like the first cup of medicine. He's like, "Today, be generous with yourselves. Be so incredibly generous with yourselves. Don't just fill your cup. Let it overflow, and let it overflow into the source so that it sits within, and let whoever." Y- it is that you're here to serve, drink from the source and not from the cup. Mm. Because that way you will always maintain a level of fullness mm. and your service will always come from a place of unconditional love. Yeah. Ooh, and I was like, good. fuck, boom. Because <laughs> like I, I, I sit in that, like, I'll fill my cup till it's, and then it'll be filled. And then I'm like, let me go pour this into everyone else's. Yeah. yeah. Everyone you get else. excited. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've got all this. I know this now, guys. Like, you've got yeah. to know about it. Yeah. And it's then like, burn out. Yeah, I'm burn a, out, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm down to 10%. I burn out. Yeah, yeah. I then spend a week or two filling that cup back up and I do all the things that I should be doing regularly. Get, yeah. get the massage, go over float, yeah. go and sit yeah. in nature and then pour, 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 pour. So that for me was a really great reframe of how do you actually maintain a sense of fullness to the point where your overflow is what you're giving to the world. Yeah, that's good. Oh. I've got something to add to that as well because, mm. like, I feel like as as coaches, we can almost breed codependency. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like so, like one thing that like was a massive um, kind of awakening for me was when I did a, a ceremony for I did I went. Uh, went in the medicine work for about a week. <laughs> um, and um, it was, I went through many moments where I was just like, save me, save me, save me. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm... <laughs> and, um, and my medicine woman said, stop drowning, Jordan. Stop drowning. No one's here to save you anymore. Mm. Yeah. It's time to stand on your two feet Start and be swimming. a fucking man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Like how many times does that actually mirror back out into my own world where I'm trying to save others as well all the time? Yeah. Because really who, who who's trying to be saved is me. Like, mm. and, and so yeah, these trauma bonds, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I love that moment when you break rapport with a client, you know, like they're, they're like, they're like, oh, I resonate with everything that you do so much. Oh, yeah, I really feel called to work with you. And then these guys step in and I, I do build trust. I build trust and I, I build a relationship. Then I'm like, it's coming, bro. Get ready. Mm. It's like, it's, we're going to take the floaties off and you're going to, you're going to have to learn to either sink or swim. Mm. And the best thing is, is like when you do drown, if you do you either drown or fucking swim, like make up your mind, stop sitting in the gray. Yeah. That, what, what I hear in that is like, if you're going to die, die. Mm. If you're going to live, live. Yes. Yeah. Anthony Robbins says, I've said it before. He always says, when you put someone in a position where they're either going to die or survive, they generally survive. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if you don't ever have a crack, you'll never know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's, um, I, I do train jujitsu and I kind of want to circle back to how tentatively men can live their lives. Like they can live their lives withheld. And I was rolling jujitsu with this, um, with someone of a similar skill level to me. Um, and I probably had a little bit more um, weight on him and I got him into closed garden. I had my legs wrapped around him and I had my, his head in a bit of a headlock and I was just holding and I was just breathing really slow and I was just tightening and just holding him really tight. And I heard uh, Coach Maddie yell out. He's like, make a move, Jacob. Stop stalling. Stop defending when you're in an attacking position. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, oh, I was scared to go for what I for the move that I wanted because it exposed me. Yeah. There was a level of vulnerability. There was risk. And I was just playing it safe. And I was like, shit. Even in this moment where I think, oh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing what's right, but I'm still playing it safe. So then I went for the move. I missed it. He got me in a dominant position. And then I had to g- defend. And then I got out of that. And, and the game of life went on. Yeah. You know? And I was like, yeah. oh, where have I stalled because I'm scared of taking a risk? And I think there's like a there's times where we actually have to stop and reflect. But in that moment, I was stalling because I was scared of the risk that the next step um, exposed me to. Yeah, mm. I actually I've got like my personal story. I feel like I've gone through that a lot, and I've talked to Jordan about this. Um, is around like business and money. Like so scared to take risks. Like so, mm. me and Jordan were both personal trainers, um, and I thought we were both pretty good at what we were doing. And then I um. My family are very much like, get a job, safe income. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, got totally. in, I got into the fire brigade where it's like in, in Victoria, it's like the safest job you get, your income, you know, you're going to get your income, you're going to get your superannuation and everything like that. And um, watched other coaches like Jordan develop and get better and everything like that. And I was in the fire brigade and then they brought in the vaccine mandate. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was never getting that and was like forced to- The global medicine ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> COVID. Exactly. But like I, I refer reflect on all that like that fear like obviously there was a bit projected on me but you know mm. i make those decisions in the end you know what i mean yeah. and i had made those decisions to go for this safe life that wasn't really serving me and and then like was lucky enough that the world pushed me away from it, it was like gave me a sign no man you're not meant to fucking be here you got to go shine and do what you got to do and luckily i had a great female next to me as well who pushed me as pushed me in like i see I see now like like those opportunities where you talk about where it's like, fuck, if I have a crack here, I could fail, but <laughs> I could really shine too. And I'm mm. like, all right, now I'm living. If I'm in this position where like it could be a big fuck up or it could be really good, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I like. I love living my life knowing that, yeah, I'm getting to positions now where it's it's not safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And oh. and it's on me. Now it's time to survive or, survive or die. 
Oh. I, I don't know what it is about me, but I'm, I have this like kinky part of me that just loves like dancing with that expansion, like, like with the contraction that often leads to the expansion, like the contraction being challenging those parts of me. Like I do it in surfing all the time. Like, fuck, I do not want to get out there today. Like it's fucking pumping. Mm. But like, I know if I do get out there, I'm going to catch a fucking bomb. <laughs> like, oh, bro. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Fucking surfing, like, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. That's like, I, I, my little bitch comes out more when I'm surfing than anywhere else. Yeah. Surfing terrifies me. Yeah. Being in the ocean terrifies me. Me too. Because I'm scared of sharks. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, yeah, literally like everything about it, like you, and if we like kind of like throw a little cheeky kind of link in, the ocean represents a form of like the feminine, right? So there's a part of us that wants to have a relationship with it as men. We want to like, we want to court it. We want to like be in, in, mm. in a dance with it. So surfing is like such a deep, it's such a deeply nourishing experience when you do get one of those bombs or you do yeah. go out in the waters just right. But when yeah. it's pumping, it's like, oh shit. Mm. Or maybe yeah. you get out there and it's a little bit cloudy and the water gets a bit foamy. Like, Fuck by the sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're exposing yourself to, to potential death every time you paddle out. You're like, you don't know whether, whether there's a fucking 14 foot bull shark oh, around the corner. Like there's, yeah. you're exposing yourself to potential. And that's why surfing is such a nourishing thing for men, especially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. And yeah, I find that even in my mission as well. Like, you know, every time, you know, I, I kind of reach a new level, there feels like there's a new devil or a new, yeah, or, or just even the same shit that comes up, yeah. you know, that, whether it be investing into myself or into the business or bringing on an employee or like mm. whatever it may be. Like, it's like, oh, fuck, mm. yeah, what's going to happen? I'm going to lose everything. <laughs> I feel every time I do something like that, I get yeah. to that point of it and I take it, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I do this 12 months earlier? Yes. Right? I, th- I don't know if you've experienced that, but every That's time, right. yeah. like recently we've just put on an uh, an online business manager for my business, Meg's business in the podcast we run. And I was like, why the fuck did I not do this 12 months ago? <laughs> you don't have to do landing pages anymore. You don't have to create the email sequences in the back end. You don't have to do any of that anymore. Mm, you don't yeah. even have to do your own branding. Like you've got someone yeah. that wants to do this for you and you can yeah. pay Yeah, and you can yeah. go and do what you're here to do. Yeah, exactly. You guys are inspiring me right now. Yeah, dude, <laughs> and, that's exactly and, it. And it's like, it's a different type of investment because I've always seen myself like, I have to invest in a coach who's going to challenge me. Yeah. But, and this is a, another good thing we can potentially speak about uh, is the ability to receive support as men. Mm. I think there's a real fierce independence that can sometimes come online that is in the that is cloaked in this like I need to prove that I can do it alone. Yeah, which is the one thing for me as a men's coach and, and a leader of in the men's work space, whilst also very much still a student that's growing and understanding the weight of this this responsibility of manhood is that lone wolf shit. It 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 has to have an expiration date. You've got to you've you, it's got to there's got to be a point where you. You go out, you you, you, you you do your solo thing, you go find your way, you figure out who you are, but then you've got to come back and, like, find your, your, your tribe and find your crew and, and actually find the people that have the skills that can serve you and your vision mm. and there's a healthy relationship there. And yeah. uh, that, for me, is, like, being dictated by my my. I've always felt worthy to give, but I've never, ever, ever really felt that deep level of worth to the point where I can receive. Yeah. Where I feel worthy of receiving. Yeah. Mm. And does that come, yeah, does that come down, do you think, like, yeah, like being worthy to receive? Is there, 
part of the ego that comes into that, like with the masculine that, you know, wants to do it all, you know, um, prove something to someone, prove something to yourself. Doesn't want to show weakness maybe. Show, yeah. Or mm. Is that something possibly or? I believe there's also like for me, I can only speak on, on my behalf, is I I grew up understanding that love was a currency. Mm. So the only way that I could get love was to give more than give, 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 and then someone would say, I love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of the love that I received had this like kind of condition on it that it's only available when you achieve. So Jacob, when you do well at school, you get more more love and praise. Yeah. Jacob, yeah. when you do well at sport on the weekend, you get more love and praise. Jacob, when you don't do well, you get scorned, you get punished. So yeah. as a child, I kind of grew up understanding my worth as what I could give or achieve. Yeah. And anytime I received I thought it was, you know, if I received without having achieved or given something, I felt like I was, I owed a debt. Yeah. So this is a great one. I'm sure I relate is, to that. This, this will be um, really fun to. <laughs> my mind is really, really going right now. Yeah. When yeah. you, when someone wants to give you something, do you immediately want to give something back? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that is love. It's as a, a currency. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, this feeling. Hundred percent. It's like co- it's like covert contract, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. I feel bad. Yeah. Someone's giving me something. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's like the nice guy syndrome thing. Isn't when it? you give someone something, do you ever expect anything back, or do you just want to give because it feels good? Yeah, I don't mm. want anything back. Oh, that's awkward. Don't give me yeah. anything back, please. <laughs> <laughs> it takes away from the beauty of giving, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're we're yeah. we we. This is, and I speak for me. Is like I'm. I love giving without receiving anything in return because it makes me feel like I'm I'm giving back to the world. Yeah. Mm. Then when it comes my turn to be the one that gives another person the opportunity, someone else has the opportunity to give to me in that way, nah, fuck off. Mm. I deny them the thing that makes you feel probably the best as a man. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that for me has been a, is my ongoing lesson and yep. the OBA, like getting, getting the support in my business, I was like, you silly fuck. Yeah. Your little story that you can't receive the help you need to do the things you do has like stopped you from like this this nourishment. You know, oh, <laughs> mate. Oh, I can relate this so much because I was like, you know, every like for me, unless I achieved all the things on my list in the day, if I missed one or two, not today was shit. <laughs> today was shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Like, and, and I'd just be, I'd be ropeable with myself. And, and so this high achiever thing is huge for me and I really relate to that, like mm. not feeling like I'm full until I've achieved and whatever the fuck that is. It's like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Never, you never really get there, do you? So, so yeah, I really relate to that. One thing that I want to come back to though is like this self-made thing, like, like men that want to be self-made and they want, like have that pride about like self-made and it's like, mm. it's like, man, like if I really look at it, with me, one thing I've reflected, I did it like on a post the other day, like for my birthday, was like one of the biggest lessons is realizing that like in life to grow or to move towards your mission, like it requires really inc- like so many incredible people around you mm. to uplift you and mm. hold you in that, you yeah. know? And so like, like whether it be, you know, mentors, coaches, like your family, you know, your fiance, your ch- like they all play a role in your ability to, to hold yourself in your mission. And, and so, yeah, like I, I had a massive reflection with that because I'm like, you know what, like I feel so grateful for all the people who have supported me to this point. And I, mm. I can think of every single one of them, you know, and, yeah. um, and I think it's incredible. So well, 
Frodo would never have gotten the ring to fucking Mordor if he didn't have the fellowship, you know, if he didn't have yeah. Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli. Like, we all <laughs> need our fellowship of the fucking ring, man. We need our yeah. crew. Yeah. yeah. We're not here to do it alone. No. Nah. We're so not. Nah. You know, and this is the beautiful thing, you know, I, I networking is one of my, my strengths. I network and I connect people because I believe that is the, the power of relationships. You know, if I can't help you, let me find someone who can or let me, like, tap into my network. And, mm. you know, the work that you guys do individually or together or whatever is so different to what I do. And then, you know, this guy over here, and we've all got value in a specific way. We're all inherently worthy. We're mm. all deserving of our, our deepest desires to be met. But the value that we choose to express is is uniquely different. But we're mm. all worthy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think that's important to remember. So for me, it's like you, at any point you ever want to do it alone, you're separating yourself mm. from from that the, the receiving. Yeah. Mm. Do you want know one thing I really notice in women, like like because because I'm finding this kind of like thing on a societal level where women tend to becoming a little bit more masculinized men are becoming more feminized and i'm finding a lot more women are a lot more closed off to receiving as a collective now it might be a bit of a story or a judgment that i have but i do notice it in a lot of my clients i notice it in mm-hmm. um even probably even in, in my partner evelyn at times just like this kind of like strong woman kind of like I've got this, like, fuck off, like, don't offer to carry my bags to the door. I can do it. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Get um, fucked. <laughs> yeah. I'll carry your bags. I will open the door. You can fuck off. I will, I will, I will die. Fire with fire. I will die. Oh, you will never outmasculine me. I refuse to be outmasculine. No way. There's no way I'm going to let you drive on the fucking family holiday. <laughs> There's no way you are cooking on the barbecue. I will cook the fucking meat. Like, I'm not going to submit that to you. Yeah. And I don't care what story or what fucking <laughs> new age fuckwit is telling you that we're all fucking equal. We're different. Yeah. Fuck yeah and yeah, I will exactly. be a man till the fucking day I die. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Yeah. And if you're not happy with it, see you later. I will never, never submit my, my manhood to you. Ever. Fuck Get some fucked. balls to it. <laughs> and, and, and I have a lot of strong women in my life, a lot of women that are powerful, and I will, I don't give a fuck. Mm. Yeah. Good. It, 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 like uh, no doubt, like you know, like I met, met your beloved down, and I'm like, I can feel her, I can feel her power, I can feel she's a fucking strong dude, woman, yeah. And same, with <laughs> he always has it. And Meg's Meg's quite similar as well, man. Like yeah. she's got she's got power behind her, but yeah. you know, like I will, I will be the man. I will, you yeah. know, I'm gonna and I'm gonna exercise that in the way that I know how. And if at any point you think you can take that from me, then I don't want to be in relationship with you. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Um, I think about my um, my old relationships, and we were talking about like the relationship with your mother, and you know, <laughs> like the breakup. Oh, yeah, all that shit was just spinning through my head before, and just thinking about my relationships before my wife, and just how like I was just nowhere near the mass, like playing the masculine <laughs> role. I was the biggest people pleaser. Like it's just funny, like and putting mm-hmm. it all together, and then but going through all those relationships brought me to battle, and like you know, um, I feel now like you know. When you guys talk about like that relationship with your females being more of like the um, not as submissive, more of the stronger sort of masculine mm. energy, like my wife, I feel like we got that balance right straight away. Like yeah. it was crazy. Like yeah. and like you know to be able to um, see the difference from relationship to relationship. And like one thing I like want to say to like a lot of listeners and guys who are struggling um, in their relationships, maybe um, you know you've had you're in one that's not meant to be right now. You know what I mean? Mm. But 
you've got to learn from those and learn like these sorts of things that we're talking about now, how to step into your masculine energy so that you mm. don't make the mistake, mistake again when you go into the next one. Because I did it time after time after time. It took me fucking a decade like <laughs> to realise that, yeah. mate, fucking be a man. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And it's simple. Yeah. I think, like, like I think we can let the complexity of the modern world confuse us. And anytime we're confused, we're up here in our head. Mm. But the, the, like masculinity is, 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 it's just a practice of yeah. coming back to what's true for you. Yeah. yeah. But if, you know what, mate, if you, if there's people like you not doing these learnings. Man, oh, yeah. Like uh, guys have, and look, we talk about the rite of passage. Like we don't have mm. that. Mm. You know what I mean? And you're, oh, you're sort of. He's the king you're talking about, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're creating this yeah. now in the modern mm. world because yeah. we just don't have it, you know? Yeah. 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 I think it's like, and the thing that I've learned, man, is like there are people out there doing it and they've been doing it, but it needs some fresh blood. Like yeah. I, what I'm doing is nothing new. There's guys that do this that have done it for 20, 30 years and me, you know, banging the drum and saying, hey, look what we're doing. I've had so many older men reach out and like, hey, do you know we've been doing this for 30 years? I'm like, good. Tell yeah. me more. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm here. I'm young. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm young and stupid. Let me fucking make mistakes. Yeah. I'm going to, but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Mm. And this is what a lot of, a lot of the spiritual world or a lot of men try to bypass is being the young and excited, silly student. Mm. Yeah. For me, you know, I've been speaking really loudly about this work online, in person, telling everyone that I possibly can. <coughs> and then I've had guys reach out to me to check in to make sure that I'm, my heart's in the right place. And when they actually check in and talk to me, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you, you, want, to, you want to take on that role as these men that have been doing it are, are, are leaning into their more eldership, these guys in their 50s, in their 60s, whereas I'm in my 30s, man. I'm in my prime to, like, really, really like, bring the energy. Yeah. Mm. So uh, when it comes to this work of rites of passage, we need all aspects of, of the, the cycles of manhood to be to be led by someone. Yeah. Mm. So for me, I'm in that young go-getting energy and then I've been feeling all of these elders coming coming into my awareness say, hey, Jacob, are you let – us, let us make sure that the fire that you're building is actually going to keep the community warm, not burn it down. Yeah, right. Mm. And that's what elders are there for, right? That's what elders are there for. They're there to tend mm. to the edges. Yeah. Mm. Well, they've made the mistakes that you're, you could be making right now. Exactly. Yeah. And – but I have to make enough noise for them to hear – the racket to come down off the top of the mountain. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, a lot of, and this is what happens with a lot of men, they go off searching the mountains for the guru to get all the answers. Yeah. Because they want to understand the meaning of life. The only way to understand the meaning of life is to create a life where meaning reveals itself. Yep. Mm. Go and jump in the cold river. Go Mm. and, I don't know, learn, go and go go surfing when it's too big. Mm. Yeah. You know, these are the things. Push the limits. Yeah. Yeah. And what rites of passage do, what initiation work does is give you a taste of that in a healthy, safe container. Mm. So a lot of the work that we do, you know, it feels like you're you're dying, but you're not. A lot of the work of, of, of rites of passage, of initiation, is to go through a death experience without actually having to physically die. Yeah. Yeah. And can, can we go into a little bit more depth of, like, your totally. retreats? Totally, like, man. Yeah. Some of the stuff that you're you're doing, obviously, um, there'll be stuff that, we, you know, you just cannot explain that happen on the days. Yeah, you know? of course, but of course. We can, just, we can explain the essence of what we do, yeah. Yeah, sure. let's, let's go into it, man. Mm. For rites of passage, like, this is what I feel is, like, a lot of men haven't – they – wait for challenges to come to them, right? Yeah. So a lot of men will 
uh, wait for something bad to happen or wait for a catastrophe, wait for uh, some kind of thing to happen and then they will react to it. Mm-hmm. For me, that's been the case pretty much most of my life. I've, I've waited for someone else to make a decision or for life to bring me something for me to feel like I can I can then act. Yep. It's never really been I'm going to jump off the cliff. I need someone to push me. You say reactive rather than proactive sort of Correct. Yeah. Yep. So what we do with rites of passage is we give you the opportunity to say, hey, I want to come and actually – I want to come and find out who I am outside of what I know. Mm-hmm. I want to go and be challenged. I'm going to choose the challenge rather than the challenge choose me. And what happens on retreat is we take you through that where you become – stretched mentally emotionally spiritually and physically and you get to experience what it's like to be pushed to your edge mm. and then you get the choice of whether or not you go beyond that yeah everything's a choice yeah yeah uh we don't drive we don't it's not the military it's not it's not sport we don't have this hoorah you have to do it these are the rules or else it's very intuitive it's very nature-based it's very led by spirit so you we 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 create a space of like sovereignty within this within the circle you are here and and every moment you are choosing to be here and if you choose not to be here make it known Mm. otherwise your presence is your choice Mm. and that can be really confronting for men because just about to say that yeah if you're standing there in the circle you're choosing to be here Mm. yeah self-trust is a huge Mm. thing for men right like that indecisiveness yeah. Which yeah. isn't masculine. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when we step into the circle, you know, a lot of like all of the, the space that I create is, is based on the design of the circle is that as you do, as you step into the circle, you become part of the frame. You become part of the, 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 the space holding. Yeah. And then when it is your, your turn, you will step into the middle and you will be held in your, your unraveling. Mm. So we're going to hold that circle until you, until you get to the edge of what you know. Yeah. And then you're not, you know, you, you're not, you're not leaving until you go beyond that. Mm. And that's, that's terrifying for men. Fucking Because of what it actually does, it means that they have to fall, like they actually have to surrender to the, to their own feminine. Yeah. To the own great mystery within them. Ah. So this can happen in rage work. This can happen in shame work. This can happen in, in, uh, in being seen in your, like your joy. Mm. So like for one of the things we do, we do we do an awaken the warrior practice, which is just general wrestling. Yeah. But we set yeah. it up so men have to compete against their their brothers. It's like, are you willing to actually like fight to the to you know to win? But as we do that, what happens is every time there is a winner, the loser joins that man's team. So what we end up with with 100 and, 120 men, we end up with these two t- two two men facing off at the end after doing round robins for so long, all these wrestling happening. And it's not to kill each other, it's to overpower and to, yeah, to submit yeah. Yeah. the other man. So we're not there to, to break arms or, or, or knock each other out. We're there to just exert our dominance, yeah. right? Yeah. We're not here to, to kill. We're here to exert dominance and, 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 mm. and authority. Yeah. Um, and what we end up with is these two teams, these, these two victors supported by 50 or so men behind them and what that what you feel is this thing, oh that victor now represents all of us we're all now part of this this energy and these last two men they face off and all of the like all of the tribes that were once separate are now supporting that one that one victor he now stands for all these men they face off a victor is chosen and then the two tribes they then become one mm-hmm. and then we all follow the the true victor of the space in that moment 
what was competition becomes this this beautiful connection, this this yeah. circle of of men, and that leader then has to lead a battle cry, right? Which is phenomenal because yeah. the guy who normally wins is terrified to use his voice. Yeah. So he would rather fight another hundred men than actually lead a hundred men. Oh, wow. So this is the integration of the warrior to the king, right? Yeah. So the fiercest warrior is sometimes not the best king, but he must be able to acknowledge his, you know, if you're going to be a fierce warrior and you can actually overpower men and, 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 and you have power, you must now understand the weight of responsibility. It's so funny, bro. I love this shit. The first thing that came to my mind then, I was just thinking like, before you'd said about king and warriors, Mm. I was like, fuck, that's why the king's never fought. You know what I mean? Because they actually, you know, that's so interesting. Mm. And you know what I'm also thinking too? Like, like you can go into a plant medicine ceremony, but something like that. Yeah, bro. That is fucking way more powerful in my eyes. And Mm. Fuck. Well, Way I've, more I've, real, I've, bro. I've mm. never done any sort of plant medicine, yeah. but like um, I would find that probably more uh, like from my own idea without even knowing if it sounds more confronting to me. Mm. <laughs> way more embodied, way more integrated. Yeah, yeah and yeah. there's like a lot of men's work. And this is kind of the, the piece that I really want like, to neutralize. The, the men's workspace is not just breath work and ice baths. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unless you've, <laughs> if you've been watching the, you know, what happens on the Gold Coast, you know, we don't just lift rocks and jump in ice baths and do breath work. We do do that. And I love that. And mm. it will always be a part of my life because I love that shit. Yeah. And sweat lodge and, and saunas and like all these, um, these awesome things. But, um, if you if you can do that and you can do you can do a three minute ice bath regularly and you can do a solid Wim Hof session, you can stay in the sauna for forty five minutes. You can do all that like awesome. You can regulate your nervous system, great. Hmm. But that's not your edge anymore. Yeah, like hmm. come and like lead us in a song, teach us the song of your people. Yeah, like sing us a song. And that was and not- like and everyone's like, nah, fuck no, <laughs> it's like okay, like oh here's the drum. Like, did you want to lead us in a like lead us in a song, brother? Like we want to, we want to hear the song of your your lineage. Like sing us the song of your heart and of your people. And they're like, no, nah, I think I'll do, do a ten minute ice bath instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, get, like give me like five grams of mushrooms instead. Oh, you know, oh, oh you know, I'll, I'll, I'll journal like. Cool. So your edge is to actually use your voice then. Yeah. Mm. Man, that's that's so funny. I actually think about that like, um, yeah, this is just I play football at a football club and they do like you'll get like um, penalties and one of the penalties is you've got to get up and sing in front of the boys. Yes. And my first like inner <laughs> thought process is like, fuck, I do not want to get that penalty. You know what I mean? That is one thing and mm. I, I resonate with that so bad. Like give me the ice bath, give me the wrestle, <laughs> give me everything, but just do not give me the guitar and my voice. <laughs> do you know what my biggest edge would be if I got involved? Invited up in a comic lounge and yeah. had to speak comedy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just laugh. You just laugh the whole time. Oh man, totally. That would be mm. fucked. Because yeah. it's a form of it's a form of creativity that yeah. like is super vulnerable. Yeah. And um, one yeah. of my one of the guys, Ryan, um, he's mate. He's really good mates with the the inspired unemployed lads. You know those dudes. Yeah. His name's yeah. Ryan Evans. Yeah. And went down did a podcast. He's just starting a podcast. Megan, I went down and saw him in Sydney and uh. He was talking about how that was an edge for him, getting up and doing um, comedy. Yeah. So, he booked in and went to like the open mic at the comedy lounge and got up and did a did a comic set. Oh, my God. Whoa. And that was like – and then, and then he's, a few of his um, guys that he rolls with, uh, he, he's invited them up and that's, they've gone and done it as well. It's been a real edge for them to do that. Yeah. So, for cool. me too, like I, um, I'm like, cool, like – 
I think I need to go and do like an open mic at a comedy club. Why not? Let's see what like, write a few jokes and go and bomb. That's sick. And yeah. um, another thing that I want to do is I want to busk. You know the guys that busk in Byron at night. I'd yeah. love to have a crack at that because yeah. I, I love Whoa. to sing, but I, and I love to play guitar. And I'm getting, I, I'm more confident with my voice, but. I've never put myself out there, out there. Yeah, that's my, that's, my, that's... my partner always says, oh, you've got a good voice. I'm like, fuck off. I don't have a good voice. But I'm like, oh, I sing constantly. But it's so funny. Like, if I put me in front of someone else and I'll be like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's- it's so, you go. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, I um, I did a, I did like a, an event with my um, with with one of my good good friends, Logan Herford. He he's a men's work coach as well, and we did a um, we did a, like an exercise where we had to do a dance off. Yeah, like just like a like a dance off like against another man, and um, and it was all about like working past the contraction shadow, like the the part of you that just like withdraws and like mm. cringes. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, that made me so uncomfortable. Like I, like, like, I wouldn't say so uncomfortable, but I had these feelings in my body. Like, oh, I do not want to be that guy that gets in there and has to dance against another man. Like, yeah. even though, and this makes a lot of sense. Like, for me, like, I used to use a lot of drugs and alcohol in my younger 20s to try and get there, right? That totally. Confidence. Like, I'd, you know, I'd go to festivals and things like that. And, um... And I'd need that to feel comfortable. That sweet spot when the yeah. when, when the alcohol or the drugs yeah. kick in and you yeah. just lose the inhibition and then the dance comes through, like the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. transmission. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, like, one of the biggest embodiment things that I've done in recent times, I actually went to a event by myself under the influence of nothing. <laughs> and I just danced the whole night and I made myself do it. And that was like, I felt like a fucking loner. I felt like I was... But I just, I knew that with my mind playing games and I wasn't alone. I had so many people around me. I was having a good time. The music was sick. I was listening to Tin Liquor, which is a sick DJ. And I just did it. And that was a massive edge of mine. And I, I've done it a couple of times since. So I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah. But maybe it's going to be not my new edge. Maybe I need to go to the comic lounge next. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. it's like, it's all about like yeah. sustainable growth, man. I don't yeah. think it's all about like blasting yourself out of a cannon every single week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, integration is so important. And like you said, like just going and what I, you know, just because it's an edge doesn't mean you have to go and do it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That for me is really, really important. And it's like, what? How do you want to? Like, oh, do you fucking love this DJ? And would you like to go there and actually like embrace the experience without the old mechanisms? Yeah, mm. give it a go. I went to um, I remember I went to see like I'm one of my favorite artists is Stormzy, UK rapper. Like, just grime scene, fucking love, love Stormzy. Yeah. And um, I went there and I just drank soda water and lime and I fucking danced. My I just got so pumped and I was like oh, it's not about me going to the ecstatic dance and being able to dance like a fucking animal or do kundalini. I was like, I I want to be able to go and do the things I love without needing the influence of something outside of me to actually fully enjoy them. Yeah. Mm. So this is the piece with men. It's like you don't have to go and do the fucking – if you go and do the cacao ceremonies, they're awesome. I, I, I love I, – I don't want to bag out spirituality, but if you want to go on a hunt, if you want to go and uh, – do a vision. If you want to go and do something that's more, or you want to go and see that band, if you want to fly to Melbourne to go and see whatever band it is, or go to that DJ set and like go there, can you go there without needing all the coping mechanisms? Can you like book 
say to your partner, hey, I'm going down here for the night. I booked in. I'm going to go and see this DJ. I'm going to go and have an incredible night. I'm not. I'm actually not going to drink or take any drugs. Mm. But I'm going there because I genuinely enjoy the music. Yeah. Mm. And actually get something out of it. Like, that could be a beautiful spiritual practice for you. Yeah, yep. for uh, sure. What's I, for me? I think it, um, one thing that I think comes into men as well is, say they find an edge that maybe they're, you know, above the rest at. Makes yeah. sense. And they, they live their life just staying with that edge, knowing that, oh, you know, I do this better than anyone else. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then they never really identify or they never really value the other edges. Yeah. Yeah. They never develop. And I, I'm just looking at that and seeing that around me as we talk about it. Like I've got a few people around me where I think they still just hang on to the fact that they can train harder than everyone else. And they've never really gone you know, actually I feel uncomfortable with a million other different things. I just avoid them and I just pump up that that side of things, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just an interesting um, like observation where I think men, like it's really important that like you've talked about, like, yeah, you've hit that edge. That's cool, mm. man. All right, well, what's the next one? Obviously it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but like you at least need to identify that, you know, there's so many more layers to um, yourself and how deep you can go. 100%. 100%. This, I love referencing people that I, I really deeply um, trust their work. John, John Wineland, again, um, he speaks about this idea of practicing over a broken heart. Mm-hmm. So if your practice is, is denying a, a layer of grief that you're not willing to meet, grief really being an acknowledgement of something that is lost or dead, yeah. that is now gone. Like grief is an important part of rites of passage initiation. Yeah. Um, you must meet some point where you let go of something. So I, I see a lot of men uh, regulating just beneath the surface yeah. and never actually going to the depth of where they, they, they're being called to go. Mm. And John Wineland calls this practicing over a broken heart. So I'm sure you know a lot of guys that are killers in the gym. Yeah. Like absolute killers. But they're deeply insecure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but they yeah. could rip your head off. But if you really actually like front it up to them with a, with your masculine core of someone who's really deeply mm-hmm. um, uh, has a deep relationship with depth, has an actual relationship with his own edges. I, I, it doesn't matter how strong that man is, how, how how big and tough he is. There's a part of him that will not be able to meet the 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 true warrior. Yeah. Mm. I'd also challenge that as well, where I reckon they won't, they wouldn't actually be that strong. No, because energetically, like, like I, I remember doing something with one of my mentors. How we would, we actually would think really bad thoughts, or we would be in bad energy. Yeah, and then you would challenge them to a, like a, 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 like a, like a tiff, or even maybe like lifting a weight. Mm-hmm. You'd lift like half as much. Really? Oh yeah. And then and then when you channel <laughs> yeah. things properly, yeah, yeah. Like, like you got into your masculine, you, you were bringing through like this self-belief and you'd, you'd lift heavier. It, look, it, it makes total sense. Yeah. It's just so yeah. interesting to listen to it in real yeah. time, you know what yeah. I mean? And mm. you will find that those sort of men would probably crumble, yeah, if you, held, if you were able to hold that like warrior, yeah. yeah. Totally. And it's like, yeah. is, is what you're building actually serving your heart or is it just protecting it? Yeah. Mm. One of the, like, I, I, I love, I love like coming up with, I love trying to like come up with really powerful statements. And for me, like, the the way that I see it is like the fiercest warrior wears no armor. Yeah, and I just imagine, um, and I love the movie Troy. Have yep. you seen that? Yeah, yep. where um, 
uh, whatever his name, Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, Achilles is like still asleep, and all the all the the, the, the start of the, the movie, all the the armies is up facing each other, and he's still back asleep. He's just had a night with women drinking ale, and then they wake him up. Come, you've got to fight, you know, fight their fiercest warrior to save the lives of all these men. He's like ah, and he runs up, and when they're running towards each other, I think he throws his shield down, takes his helmet off, and he's just running with one sword. I'm just like this motherfucker trusts himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that for crazy. me is like, and he jumps up and like yeah, stabs yeah, a guy in the yeah, neck down yeah, through yeah. him and kills him, the big warrior guy. And it's like, oh, where, like, I'm here for men who deeply trust themselves because they've met the parts of them that they're afraid of. Yeah, mm, and that 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 to me is initiation work. That to me is like rites of passage, and rites of passage really is just acknowledging that there's something here that needs to be met. Yeah, mm. Mm. something I wanted to connect to, and I know we've kind of really touched on it, but like how you there's a post that you did a while back about like people that get caught in plant medicine journeys, da da da, and I and I think you said something about like no, you actually just need more integration work. Like go do the thing. Yep. Like what's your take on on that? Because a lot of people do get very stuck in just doing yeah plant medicine journey after plant medicine journey but they don't nothing really changes in their life Mm. a whole lot maybe they have they feel a little bit different in their self yes maybe they've processed some emotion they feel a little clearer Mm. maybe they have a little bit more gratitude a different outlook on life at times but but maybe the things in their life are just still a bit shaky yeah. yeah, it's just an, it's, I call it the Panadol effect. You just yeah. keep using it like Panadol. Yeah, yeah, it's just another external thing. Yeah, plant medicine is 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 just another form. Is an, it's 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 a modality. Yeah, yeah. Like if we remove this, the the it's kind of got this like coolness around it. Aubrey Marcus has been championing yeah. it. Um, I definitely highly, highly, highly uh, revere it, and also owe a lot of my own personal uh, growth to it. But at the same time, I have taken what I've learned and integrated back into my life. So, I bring the medicine, like I carry the medicine with me. I carry Wachuma, I carry peyote, I carry ayahuasca, I carry um, 5-ME. I carry all of these in my being now. Mm. Like I, I, I know they're part of my cellular makeup and mm. I can call upon them in any moment. I don't need to go and sit ceremony just to have my connection to them. They're there to sh- remind me. And, and, and be a guide for me. But when I come back down, it's, you know, it's for me to make that connection. Mm. And it's the same sort of thing. It's like if you need to, if something triggers you and you have to go and do breath work and then you're like, okay, now, I, now, I, now it's gone. I don't need to worry about that. It's like, no, you need to meet what is in the marketplace. Mm. I say this and I did this a, a talk the other day about men's work. And I said men's work is only as good as what the man can bring home. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to movie world to go on a roller coaster. Fucking mm. oath. Again, like, mm. it's, yeah, you're relying upon something else again outside of you. It's like, mm. I can't really integrate it until yeah. I have this, so, until I do my mm. breath work, until I do my meditation, until mm. I do my plant medicine, or I speak to my shaman. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, man. Mm. And think about how that happens even in our industry, like, even with like people with chronic health issues who just want to see the next guru prak who gives them the best protocol. But it's like, man, like, why is this manifesting though? Like, let's mm. look at your relationship with yourself. Let's look at your behaviors. Why is this actually <laughs> manifesting in the first place, man? Like, oh. you know, yeah. so, you know, that's, that's, I mean, I pride myself on that. Cause I think it's, you know, you can take all the supplements you want, but if you're doing the same shit that got you sick, well, yeah, you don't do much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And if mm. you're not, if you're not accepting, um, change as well, yeah. like actually integrating the change. hundred mm. percent. I really, yeah. And even, um, one of the, 
one of the like there's a few sayings that I, I really love. Um, one guy said to me, "I'm like life is ceremony. Ceremony is life." So at any point you see that you see something is sacred and something is not, you're separating the ceremony from the the from from, from the moment. And these like rites of passage, these retreats, these these moments that we create to go and I guess explore what's possible. They're not actually the rite of passage. Mm-hmm. They're not actually the initiation. They're mm-hmm. the thing that's preparing you for the the, the, the initiation. Yeah. yeah. So what would happen before a man becomes, before a boy becomes a man, before he gets the responsibility mm-hmm. of manhood, they take him out and they put him through a rite of passage. And when he comes home, you are now responsible. You now have a duty to the community. Now the initiation begins and this shit's mm-hmm. life fucking long, right? Mm-hmm. You now can't just go and, you know, you don't get to play in the sandpit anymore. You're coming hunting. Mm-hmm. You're coming to build the next... Um, the next shelter for the next, you know, you now have a duty to the community. Mm. So, yeah, it was fun out in the woods and we put you through the challenge and, you know, did this, this, this mm. and this and you you broke through. But now get ready to chop wood and carry water, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I know. Before, before you get married, every man should go and, and be initiated. We call it a bucks weekend. Yeah. But before that, it was an initiation and say, are you ready to fucking be responsible for a man, for a woman and a child? Yeah. Before babies, um, women have their baby shower and all that shit and men sometimes go to that. And I'm just like, yeah, cool. But like, let's go out and let me ask you some hard fucking questions to see if you're ready fucking to hold man. a woman through bringing a soul from up fucking in the cosmos through her body out through her, her divine portal into this world. Are you ready to hold that, that weight? Mm. Well, mate, I fucking, I think about it a lot with fucking marriage now with mm. people. I'm like, do you, do you realize what you're fucking doing when you say, <laughs> this is not a fucking party. You know exactly. what I mean? You get them at a wedding yeah, yeah. where, where you are devoting yourself to this one woman for the rest of your fucking life. And there's about, you know, they talk about s- integrity. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And, and like, uh, and it, you know, you can then talk it into like, you know, choosing to have a child. Are you ready to do what it fucking takes to protect this um this infant for the rest of their fucking life yeah. and I, I i honestly i look at society i'm like you're not marrying people thinking about this and you're not having kids thinking yeah. about you this. this is just the next step you mm-hmm. know um and i remember me and my wife and we talked about it i said this is what we're doing right now like where we, we got married in mexico and it wasn't official mm. yeah and i said she said oh it's not like by law i go i don't give a fuck about the law i give a fuck what i'm about to dedicate to you and what you're about yeah. to dedicate to me and i don't give a fuck what the government says about it you know yeah. what i mean that's uh-huh. the point yeah beautiful yeah mm. yeah it's um yeah it's a, it's a it's an interesting thing man like cuz like even when you talk about like the 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 real initiation like even when um evelyn like we went through the birthing process like it was a beautiful experience like um you know obviously for evelyn it's a massive rite of passage because there is a a death of self that i feel that does happen in that um in that process for women because it's a it's obviously a very uncomfortable situation for them but you're right like the the real initiation did begin in the months after Mm-hmm. And it was a squirming of like, oh, I don't have the things I used to before, or this isn't fair, or you know, like like Gr- this grief. Fairness. Yeah, that's yeah, grief, man. Grief, that's yeah. like that's the thing, like grief. That's out. It's like I wish it could go back to the way it was. We were having yeah. a conversation last yeah. night with a friend who was talking about. Um, we we're talking about um, a couple that had split up, and their son was like, "I just want to go home." It's like, mate, 
home doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Not in the way that you fucking thought. Mm. Sorry to break Hard it to you. And it's like, mate, like, grieve. Throw yeah. your tantrum. Tell me how fucked up it is because it is. Yeah. yeah. No worry. Like, you've got a kid yeah. now. You're not sleeping. Mm. Your wife is now a mother. So you're now yeah. maybe second in line, not first in line like you used to be. Yeah. The sex probably isn't there. The, the dinner dates aren't there. All the things that were normal are now a, a distant memory. Mm. You can long for those, but it, I guarantee you grieving them is going to give you uh, a lot more liberation than longing. Well, fuck, Whoa. man. And think about how many people actually split up during that time. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard of many families, but yep. all you're going through is grief. Like, I, I, me and Evelyn were holding each other in the car after a fight that we had um, during that time. And I, I just said, this is so much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were just crying in each other's arms and we were just like <laughs> bawling and I said like she's like oh, she's like, I just want to run away I can't do this anymore da, 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 da. and you know and I was like babe this is bigger than us <laughs> we've just got to push through this is it now <laughs> that's a song like but for her to like when someone f- actually admits that mm. shit like how beautiful for someone to reveal their hurt I just want to yeah. fucking run I, yeah. I think this is, like yeah. that's that's the song of grief it's like yeah. oh yeah. fuck I don't I want I wish it was another way yeah. and to admit that and to bring that it then activates your ability to be like actually lover babe mm. this is mm. bigger than us it, it activates your masculine yeah. I've got you yeah, fuck yeah, this yeah. man I'm what, what what can I do what how can I provide what gifts can I bring in the form yeah. of structure leadership and 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 direction for yeah. for that which I am responsible which is my woman and my child like it's yeah. innate this is manhood man yeah. this is innate yeah. shit yeah. Like, and it comes through naturally like I didn't force it it just happened you know so by her revealing the hurt the pain the grief it brings forth the that which she desires which is whatever it is that you can bring as a man. Yeah. Oh. Because that's the thing, George, like if, you know, I see it a lot, like a lot of men aren't, um, I suppose maybe the communication breakdowns like there. And you see women after they become mothers, mm-hmm. they go they go crazy because also the man's disconnected and he hasn't created that safe space for them. But also mm. there's possibly like that lack of connection and vulnerability to say like, I'm fucked up right now. Yeah. And like I fucking, I like, I need you, like, I need you to step into your masculine, you know what I mean? I need you to step into your your divine, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't, and I see men sort of deflect off and they, instead of spending their time with their family and rising to the occasion, maybe maybe they go and drink piss with their mates. Oh, yeah. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, they distract themselves from that grief or that challenge or that responsibility or that actually, like, uh, this is actually fucking happening instead of Mm. pretending it's not happening. Yeah. Totally, man. And like, even Good like, well. I've been like, a few of my mates have all had kids now, and I'm, I'm starting to see it. And I'm just like, what role can I play in service to that man? Hmm. Where can I like offer some some masculine support? And it's like, fuck it, man. Go and I'll go and drop a couple hundred bucks on one of these food delivery things and and sort out food for the week. Fucking on. Yeah, and like, yeah, do I actually need to be there and be like, how? Are you, what are your feelings? What are you like? Can I actually just create space for him? To, to have a breather at night time where like the food's in the fridge already, bro. Hey, let me support you in a way that I, I believe rather than like being there in your, like creating more noise, can I create more space? Poofed. That's fucking, did you come up with that by yourself or did you get some tips? Because that's fucking awesome. Well, that's fucking I, I had to sit with it because I, I am very codependent with my, with my, the people I love. Like, yeah. I want to look after them. I'm yeah. like, hey man, like can, yeah. can I, can I do anything for you? Can I be there for you? It's like actually, 
the best thing I can do is drop a couple of hundred bucks on some healthy, organic, nourishing food for you and your family rather than come around and just take up two hours of your time. hundred yeah. percent. Like, you couldn't have, you actually could <laughs> not have nailed mm. that as a male. Yeah. Could not have male, nailed that any better because like we, like I'll learn all about the birth space now and everything mm. like that. And my partner and my sister and everything's like, don't come around and ask to hold the fucking baby. Mm. Don't come around and like come into the space. Make like make food, put food mm. on the table so that they yeah. can have their own space. It's pretty phenomenal that you came up with that, man. That's fucking well, awesome. That's, that's you spoke about it the other day. Yeah, I did, but yeah, like, yeah, I've, like I've had thing. experience now. Like he's <laughs> yeah. only just watched his mates and he's gone, how do I serve them without well, getting it. in their face? You know, well, I, mean? I think true. it's pretty cool. Well, that's it. Like, you know, that, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where mm. service is a, once again, like, it's not about getting access to something. It's about like, how can I create space? Yeah. And that's like what a lot of the time our culture is uh, not actually communicating. It's like, how can we make more things? How can we create, put more into this moment? How can we be more efficient, more productive? Mm. It's like, fuck that. How yeah. can we get, create more connection, more, more, like more time together, more, more connection time with all these devices. It's like, bro, just go online, order the fucking food, send it to them. And I, like, cause I, I, I feel like, oh, there's a part of me that's grieving. You know, I used to be able to go surfing three times a week with some of my bros. Yeah. I used to be able to ring them and talk to them for an hour of an mm. afternoon. They don't have that time anymore. Yeah. Mm. Right now they're in a season that they need space. And how can I support m- creating more of that for them and know that when they're through that portal and you know and i still go and see them and i get a bit of time to hang out with their kid and stuff but yep. like, i must respect that that man's responsible and how can i support him in his responsibility yeah and this yeah. is true brotherhood right this isn't like friends or oh, we need to see each other oh how are you yeah like, this is real brotherhood shit where we respect another man's responsibility yeah. and we don't need something from him mm. and you trust him on his path like totally like 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 that space allows him to step into his masculine even Deeper, yeah. you know, and like as you said with that codependency, it's like, oh, I'll be here for you, like, codependency mm. save you. Mm. But it's like, no, he create the space so he can fucking stand on his own two feet, and, yeah, and do what he's fucking here to do. And like ironically, that. when I support, when I when I when I see my role in that friendship, that relationship, and I honor what really is being asked of me, you know, we get that we get our surf in once a month, mm. and we get that time, we get a couple of hours on a Saturday or a Sunday, and we connect in, and we're like, bro, fucking. How are you? Yeah. We have that time. We don't. Yeah. We give. We give ourselves that moment, and we get the quality time. And it's not like it was. We we're not in the sandpit together anymore. We're we're building our kingdoms, and mm. there is a season where we're not going to be as in direct, much direct contact. Yeah. But um, we can still through our actions support each other to create more space as we um, expand our responsibilities. Mm. Yeah. Just inspired me. One of my friends just had a baby. I'm like. I'm gonna go buy him some meals. Oh, dude, yeah, let me yeah, let yeah. me link you with like the the the, yeah. the, 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 the the quality, the quality. Like, I just got to shout love to Milena from the Life Harvest. She is the most incredible woman. Yeah, she's gonna be so. Um, you guys should. She, I saw her at the markets, and she's so so humble. Yeah. yeah, she's like, oh, I'm like, you need to you need to be on podcasts. You need to be on TV, and I tell her all this stuff because I sing her praises because her food is truly healing. Yeah, wow. it's, it's cooked with love, and um. I'll, I'll make sure that I pass on her details because yep. she does post-natal or post-baby food. Perfect. Because, yeah. mate, I want to have another baby soon as Dead. well. So. And yeah, I so. highly recommend. I'm going to invite you guys because this is an edge for her to um, to get her on the podcast and have her speak to you guys because she has such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to food 
and she's the father. She's the mother of four young young boys. She's and um, she's just. In, I just adore her, and I just believe she's got such a beautiful message to share about food. We will get her on for Ooh, sure because it's in our space. Because we yep. really want to bring the yep. birth space to males and yep. open up that conversation and oh, education. Oh, yeah, so important. And she's yeah, and and just to like even reflect on the importance of like like these are the things like we can't leave these things out of like of the work that we do. You know, with men's work, I've experienced we can get caught up in the 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 shadow work processes and I've been to places where then we go and eat and we're eating just rubbish food. Yeah. So what I did at some of my retreats uh, was bring Milena in to cook, but the men never got to actually meet her. Yeah. So I was bringing out all this amazing food. They'd Or they'd come into the, the, the room and they'd be this like, this, like, like it's like it gourmet shit, bro. Yeah. Like the best food you, you've ever fucking eaten. And all of these men were like, who is cooking this? I was like, don't worry. And then at the end of the retreat, I would bring the owner of the land, a lady, and Milena out, and all of the men had to um, offer gratitude. And we're standing in front of like slow cooked beef cheeks in homemade chicken broth from chickens that were killed on their land. The frames boiled with yeah. the, and like chicken stock Whoa. made, in, and that's what the beef cheeks are cooked in. And these salads and this beautiful bread and the bite, and all of this. And um, one guy just started fucking bawling his eyes out. And he's like, I've never eaten food like this. I've never experienced something like this. Wow. Just really receiving the feminine. Dude, just fully like, receiving the yeah, nourishment that he never- Yeah. Man. And it's like, wow, man, this guy's receiving like nurturing, mm. loving, healing, like almost mm. mother energy that he never got because he, right. he just got fed fucking frozen chicken Kievs in the oven every every night. And you're oh, like, so many men that have had that, uh, that, that path. Yeah. So yeah. that's why for me, like understanding how to weave these these energies into the work that we do and sharing this, this understanding, even like you and I talking about testosterone the other day, like mm. I don't know that shit mm. and mm. I've been reckless and, and ignorant. And now that I'm going, getting, working with a naturopath and like talking mm. to you guys about different things, I'm now like, oh, this is an edge for me. Yeah. I can go and shake the rattle and sing to the gods and I can, you know, do the nature stuff and kill the animal and wrestle. But, I actually can't sit down and be honest and look at, okay, where do I need to adjust my diet? Where do I need to be getting to bed earlier? Where can I actually start to do some yeah. things that I'm not doing that could potentially take my my work, my relationship, you know, my service to the next level? So Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love that. It's awesome. Yeah. Wow, mate. It's it's absolutely been a pleasure, especially um, I know Jordan already is familiar with your work much more and had a bit more of a relationship, but I've honestly been sitting here and the gold coming out and like the amount my mind has been spinning and reflecting has been amazing and I would be very surprised if every, especially male and there are some females listening to this weren't self-reflecting and having just some absolute gold come to their mind, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure from yeah, me. Yeah, thank um, you, bro. Thank mm. you. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Can I can I leave one more thing for the men that are listening? Because this is something that I like to finish, sort of finish on. And I think it's important amongst all of the personal development spaces. Um, when we do start to become of service or, or lean into responsibility, whether that's in work, um, relationship, um, parenthood, do not or can you practice having a list of desires that are just for you? Mm. And this is a, a practice that I'd invite every man into that's listening or any woman to invite their man into. Women can do it as well. It's important. It's like, can you get, go get a bit of paper, write number one to 25, and can you write a list of 25 desires that are, that are just for you? And they can be the gra- craziest or they can be just really small, simple ones. Yeah. So write those down and, and, and whenever you feel like you're caged, 
or whether you feel like life is, is, is a burden or there's too much to do, go to that list, find one and, and put it in the calendar and actually have something that you get to look forward to for you. And then that will bring a sense of like deeper meaning to all of the other stuff. Love that. Love it. Mm, that's something that I, I do regularly because I do have a big mission and I do want to serve and I do want to make a difference in this world. But I'm also a part of this world. I'm yeah. also a part of the community. Yeah. I have to be a part of the vision. Otherwise, it's not a vision for all. It's just a vision for everything outside of me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I really relate to that. Um, mate, where do we find you? Um, on social media or our website, whatever. At the Jacob O'Neill on Instagram and Jacob O'Neill on Facebook. Man, I'm pretty active on the socials and, yeah, launching an, an institute at the start of next year pretty much around the embodiment of manhood. So we're going to have retreats. We're going to have uh, facilitator training staff and we're going to start building out some really beautiful brotherhood connection stuff across Australia as well as this rite of passage for each stage of manhood. They've got a lot of a lot of mothers that want their sons to be exposed to this. So we're going to have some work uh, available for the younger men and then also especially around the relationship stuff. That's really, really prominent mm. right now. And then, yeah, especially around the birthing for men, you know, my bro Ryan Pope and mm. um, a few other guys that I'm, I'm, I'm really connecting with can see this this preparing men for the, the true initiations which happen Ooh, in the day-to-day. Yep, 100%. So, yeah, just hit me up on – and I'm always down. I love chatting in the DMs, man. I love a few <laughs> yeah. voice notes back and forth. I'm a real – I'm a real – like intimacy is one of my values. I love chatting, you know. Yeah. Very rarely do I not reply to a message and I always answer unknown numbers. So, you know, I'm, I'm available and I love to connect. So, please shoot me a message if you have a question about anything. I've, I've always got a minute to, to reply. Love Fantastic. It. And your podcast, dude, did you mention that? Oh, yeah, we do a podcast, Megan I, it's called yeah. Sex, Love and Everything in Between. So, if you want more on the relationship side of stuff, it's really fun. You get like Meg's perspective and my perspective. Yeah. And just this week, we launched one, launched one called Sexy Man Shit, which was all about like the simple things that men do that are really, really attractive uh, to women so whether it's like you know that'd be so good oh, I had a conversation with my clients about this like what, what are the biggest turnoffs? yeah yeah like like that stuff totally and like yeah. we were talking about yeah. something simple like yeah. fixing a toilet roll holder or um, you yeah. know uh, changing changing the oil on the car these simple things that you can do that are real resourceful as men that just yeah. can be really sexy to women love yeah. that so yeah if anyone wants to check that out that's just called sex love and everything in between you can find it the links in my um, my bios on socials Beautiful, Fuck mate. Fuck yeah, bro. Fucking us. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks so much, bro. We'll um, we'll get you on again for sure. Oh, yeah, man. We'll keep it going. Big love. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Thanks for listening. We hope this opened your mind to new possibilities in your journey. If you want to follow on for more, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Life Athlete Health and at Coach Jordan Briggs. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you next time.